0: Hey boys and girls. This is story time with Nana Anna. Good day children and welcome to story time with Nana Anna. Today's story is The Adventures of Cooper the Field Mouse. It's a story written by Joan Doucette. This story is about Cooper, a curious little field mouse who loves adventure and seeing new things. And when he decides to climb on board the family motorhome to explore Canada, he meets a golden retriever named Draco. Together, the two not only find adventure, but uncover a wonderful new friendship. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, open your ears and listen as we travel together through the magical ride into the wonderful world of words and your imagination. day, children. This is Nana Anna, and I am most pleased to be reading The Adventures of Cooper the Field Mouse by our good friend, author, Joan Doucette. So children, when we last left off on this little adventure with Cooper, the field mouse and the journey he took with the family camper, he met the family's golden retriever named Draco. Together they quickly formed a bond and a friendship making their way from Prince Edward Island across the great, great country of Canada, and they had just recently come into Manitoba, where they got to know the meaning of the word prairies. Fasten your seatbelts, little munchkin, as we take today's journey. 7 When Cooper woke up they were in British Columbia and heading north from under the fridge Cooper tried to get his friend's attention Draco a white head with a black eye peered at him from the front of the fridge Hey buddy do you feel better whispered Draco Yeah sorry about that smiled the little mouse I didn't know a cat could grow that big That's okay said Draco if It kind of scared me, too. I thought we were going to the Rockies, whispered Cooper. Why are we going north? The Rockies are west. Well, the humans want to go to see the Northwest Territories first, replied the retriever. Shh, someone's coming. Cooper heard the bathroom door open just as Draco sat back up to greet his human. And as they traveled... Cooper gazed at the scenery out his small window. It was rather rocky and there were so many trees. Cooper saw a lot of black bears walking along the edge of the forest looking for berries. And in the distance, the rocky mountains stood like dark shadows. Cooper wondered what the big mountains looked like up close. A few hours later, they passed a big sign that said, Welcome to the Northwest Territories. Here the roads were straight and very long with thick forest on both sides. Some of the roads were gravel and the dust curried behind the motorhome like a cloud. Every park where they stopped to camp had beautiful waterfalls. The daylight seemed to last much longer than it did on Prince Edward Island, so the friends spent their evenings outside enjoying the sound of the water as it tumbled down the rocks and rushed past. One warm sunny day, they stopped at a small day park. While Draco went walking with his family, Cooper decided to go out and stretch his legs. There was a large forest all around, and, and so he decided to walk along the ditch where it was mostly dirt. He soon came to what looked like a large bowl carved in the ground, and it was full of sand. So, Gupa climbed in. It felt wonderful to have the warm, soft sand between his toes, and he thought of the warm sand on the beaches of P.E.I., suddenly he was lonesome for his family and his island home he lie on his back in the sand and closed his eyes letting his thoughts drift away and in his imagination he could see himself playing hide-and-seek in the long grasses with his brothers and sisters he was so deep in thought that he didn't even notice the ground started to shake And a large shadow fell over him, blocking out the sun, before Cooper realized he was not alone. And as his eyes popped open, he saw a humongous head lowering towards him. And before he could move, he heard the head speak. "'Who are you and what are you doing in my dust bowl?' Well, Cooper opened his mouth to answer, but all that came out was a tiny squeak. A laugh rumbled from the massive head, "'Don't be afraid. I only eat grass and herbs and and sometimes tree bark if I'm really hungry.' "'Well,' Cooper blinked. "'What are you?' he whispered. "'I'm a bison,' came the reply. "'This is where I take my dust bath. Do you want to join me?' "'I, I don't know how,' said Cooper, his voice getting louder as he got braver. "'Well, step aside, little fellow, and I will show you,' chuckled the bison.' And the massive beast dropped to his elbows, then rolled onto his back, and with more grace than Cooper thought possible, he began to roll back and forth. Well, Cooper laughed and coughed as dust drifted over him. My friend Draco does that too, he giggled. Is is Draco a bison? asked the big creature as he stood and shook. Oh no, chuckled Cooper. He's a dog. (laughs) Well, Tell him he can use my dust bowl any time he wants, said the friendly bison. Well, it was nice talking to you, little buddy, but I need to go find some lunch. Bye, said Cooper. Nice to have met you, too. And lunch sounded like a good idea, so he scurried towards the motor home, and he couldn't wait to tell Draco all about this adventure. That evening, the two friends snuck off to take a dust bath. What fun they had! Draco laughed so hard that he almost fell over as he watched his little friend trying to roll in the dirt. The next morning they turned south and headed for British Columbia. They were finally going to see the Rocky Mountains up close. Chapter 8 Back in British Columbia, they turned west again. Soon the distant mountains grew larger as they got closer. The highway started to rap through the rock face like a ribbon. And as they climbed higher and higher, Cooper's ears started to feel funny like, like they had water in them. Draco told him to yawn and when he did his ears popped and he could hear again. The lakes and rivers here were a milky blue because when it rained rock dust washed from the mountains and into the water and as the motor home rounded a sharp corner there on the side of the road stood a mama mountain goat and her three babies before Cooper could blink mama and her small family jumped over the guardrail and easily climbed the rocky surface of the mountain As he watched, his eyes grew wider and his jaw dropped. Mice had strong back legs and they could jump, but those goats were amazing. And on the second day, they stopped at a park to relax. In the evening, Cooper and Draco went for a walk and found a path leading into the woods. There, the green grass soon turned to a soft moss that felt damp under their paws. Large ferns and brightly colored flowers grew up beside the path. Up ahead, they could see a pond with a mist floating above the water. And as they got closer, Cooper's whiskers twitched. Oh, what is that? It smells like rotten eggs, he cried, pinching his nose with his paw. Well, Draco laughed. The, the humans call it sulfur. It's coming from that hot spring. What's a hot spring? Wondered Cooper. Well, it's when hot water comes bubbling out of the earth, heating the water in that pond, the retriever informed him. Let's go see, exclaimed Cooper as he raced ahead. And when they reached the pond, there were no humans around, so Draco carefully stepped in. Feels like bathwater. Come on in, he sighed. I, I don't like getting wet, so Cooper. Then climb on my back and I'll take you in, offered his friend, stepping out of the water and lowering his long tail for Cooper. Holding on to the long, silky fur, the curious little mouse climbed up the tail and onto the dog's back. And he walked along Draco's spine and snuggled by his neck. Carefully, Draco stepped back into the water. It felt warm and soft on his belly. Ah, that feels good, he sighed. Curious Cooper stretched his toe towards the water, but he couldn't reach. Trying to help him, Draco slowly lowered his body deeper, feeling the warm water beneath him. As the water got closer, Cooper scrambled higher on the dog's neck. And in his rush, he he lost his grip, and and a splash echoed in the silent evening air as he landed in the water. Turning his head, Draco saw his little friend sputter to the surface. Relax, Cooper. Mice can swim, he reassured his struggling friend. "I, I, I don't like water, cried the unhappy little mouse. I know, but but if you relax, it will feel better. Here, grab my tail and lay on your back, said Draco, extending a helping tail to his little furry friend. Holding on to the long fur, Cooper floated on his back and, and he let the water wrap him around like a big hug. Hey, that does feel good. They stayed in the water for a very long time, enjoying the warmth and listening to the soft rustling of the creatures in the bushes nearby. And when the friends climbed out, they were very relaxed and very happy as they headed back for their motor home. Back inside, Cooper yawned and headed for bed. Once under the fridge, he turned and poked his head back out. Thanks for keeping me safe in the water, Draco. Maybe getting wet is not so bad after all. And then, in a blink, he was gone. From his bed, Draco smiled and closed his eyes. He's such a good little sport for a mouse, he chuckled to himself. And in his nest behind the fridge, Cooper wrapped his tail over his nose. He could smell the sulfur on his fur. And as he drifted off to sleep, his thoughts went to his family. Wait until they hear about this. Imagine... HOT WATER COMING OUT OF THE GROUND. CHAPTER NINE The very next morning they traveled north. Four hours later they crossed the Yukon border. They soon came to a small town with a sign that read, WELCOME TO WATSON LAKE, HOME OF THE SIGNPOST FOREST. And from his perch by the window, Cooper looked at Draco. What's a signpost for? he whispered is it something like the boreal forest we saw in the northwest territories i don't know replied draco i've never seen a signpost forest now the motorhome pulled into a parking lot draco climbed out with his humans and they closed the door and when the humans walked away cooper slipped out through his space under the door and he darted over to hide behind draco's leg In front of them stood hundreds and hundreds of posts with signs on them. The signs were different colors, shapes and sizes. Many were in languages that Cooper and Draco could not read. Wow, the friends whispered together, it does look like a forest of posts. They walked up and down the rows trying to read as many signs as they could. They were from all over Canada and from all over the world. There were even some from far away as Germany and France. And seeing a sign from P.E.I., Cooper started feeling lonesome again for home. He missed his small island with the smell of salt in the air, and mostly he missed playing with his friends and siblings in the grass. Just then, Draco heard one of the humans call his name. Got to go, Cooper, he called and turned towards the motorhome and as he jogged to keep up with the retriever's long legs, Cooper tried not to think about home. This was the last territory they would be visiting, and he did not want to miss anything. Later that week, while Draco was walking with his family, Cooper went exploring. He found a patch of blueberries on a south-facing hill, and when his belly was full and his lips were blue, he decided to stretch out in the sun. He had just closed his eyes when he heard and felt a thumping sound. Looking up, he saw a large rock rolling down the hill towards him. With a squeak, he rolled out of the way just as the rock rushed past him, flattening a path through the berry patch he'd been lying in. And when he tried to stand, his legs were shaking so much that his knees turned to jelly and his butt hit the ground. Scrambling toward the hill towards him was a young black bear. She had a beautiful shiny coat and was almost as big as Draco. "'Are you okay?' she huffed as she screeched to a stop and stared at him with soft, dark eyes. "'I I think so,' Cooper squeaked down. "'I'm sorry. I was looking for food,' said the bear.' Cooper blinked at her. My name is Bella, she continued excitedly. Mama is teaching me to flip rocks to look for food. Sometime there's really yummy bugs that live under there. Do you like bugs? Well, I love seeds and berries, but I'll eat bugs if I have to, said Cooper, as he stood up still on his shaky legs. Mama says we have to eat a lot of food to fatten up before winter. She says we're going to sleep a lot in our den when it's cold because there won't be much food, Bella chatted on. Do you sleep in a den all winter? No, no, I live in a nest. We come out most days to eat, so we need to build our home near the food. And sometimes we make little tunnels under snow so we can get to our food safely answered Cooper starting to enjoy this inquisitive little bear I was born last winter but I was so small like all I could do was drink mama's milk and sleep said Bella this will be the first winter I can look outside mama says snow is fun to roll in on a sunny winter day maybe she'll let me go out and dig a tunnel just then they heard a loud snort and looking up Cooper saw a large black bear on the top of the hill. Come along, Bella. We must keep eating. Say bye-bye to your little friend. That's Mama. I have to go. Oh, dear, I've been rude, and I forgot to ask you what your name is. I'm Cooper, smiled the little mouse. Well, bye-bye, Cooper. I really enjoyed meeting you, Bella called over her shoulder as she scampered back up the hill to her mama bear. Cooper watched until they disappeared into the trees. A tear slid down his cheek. I miss my mama, he whispered to himself. Turning, he walked slowly toward the motor home. And later that evening, the two friends sat outside to share what they had done that day. Cooper told Draco all about Bella. She's such a funny young bear, he said. She she talks so fast she almost forgot to breathe. Seeing her with her mama... Reminded me of my family, and I want to go home now, he sniffed sadly. Draco put his head down and draped a soft ear around his little friend. Well, then, I have good news, he said softly. Tomorrow, we arrive in Dawson City. We spend a day there, and then we turn east, and we head for home. Really, sniffed Cooper. Yes, really, smiled Draco. "'Traveling was fun, meeting you was great, but I, too, want to get home. "'I buried some bones around the yard, and I need to get back and check on them.' "'And as the friends sat quietly with their thoughts of home, Cooper suddenly sat up straight. "'When we get home, you'll move back into the big house, and I'll go back to my nest. "'I I won't see you anymore, and I'm going to miss you,' cried Cooper. "'You're my best friend.' "'I've been thinking a lot about that, too, and I have an idea,' said Draco. "'One of my bones is under the pine tree by the gazebo. "'It's my favorite bone, and I check on it every day. "'We could meet there.' "'Every day?' asked Cooper, starting to feel better. "'Sure, why not?' Draco smiled. "'Okay, that's a great idea,' exclaimed Cooper. "'Last night I heard the humans talking,' continued Draco. "'They're planning another trip next summer. "'Do you want to come?' "'Of course,' exclaimed Cooper, jumping up excitedly. "'Where will we be going?' "'Well, they were talking about exploring the Atlantic Provinces,' answered Draco. "'I know PEI is one of the Atlantic Provinces, but what are the others?' Cooper wondered. "'Well, there's Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and Labrador,' said Draco. "'I know where the humans keep their maps.' I could bring them to our meeting place by the gazebo, and we can check them out. Yes, let's do it, smiled Cooper, as he snuggled under the dog's long, soft ear again. It will be so nice to get home and plan our trip for next year. I love you, Draco. Love you too, little buddy, whispered Draco. And as the friends drifted off to sleep, they dreamt of new adventures in far away places, but most of all they dreamt of home. The end. And now my little angels, it is time for you to close your eyes, let your minds wander off and drift into a nice long rest. Have a nice pleasant rest and a wonderful long sleep. Let your mind wander and journey in your dreams. And we'll see you right here again on Storytime with Nana Anna right here on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. been listening to Story Time with Nana Allah. Join us again right here on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island.
1: You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got trouble. And I got them too. In you, boy, and as the years go by, a friendship will never die, you're gonna see it's our cast on you got a friend in me, you got a friend in me, you got a friend in me.